This is episode 13 of the Prepper Website Podcast. Today, our topics include disappearing from the grid, here's what you need to know, 12 must-have items for prepping for the elderly, and 5 sustainable ways to repurpose newspapers. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily aggregator of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. So let's go ahead and get started. Our first article comes to us from Urban Survival Site. And the title, like I said, the title of this article is Want to Disappear from the Grid? Here's what you need to know. So let's go ahead and start reading this one. You might be thinking, why disappear? There has long been speculation that the government is playing more of a role in our lives than ever. What we learned about the NSA and the inherent spying in the name freedom is that we are compromised. All Americans are compromised by the digital footprints they have created. Could it be time to erase that footprint? The latest National Defense Authorization Act has been signed into law. The full package includes the nation's defense budget, among other things. The NDAA has been a part of legislation for a long time, but in recent years it has taken a terrifying turn. No matter what you read about the bill, all you must understand is that it can be used to suspend our constitutional rights. Here's how. Section 333, Interference with State and Federal Law. The President, by using the militia or the armed forces, or both, or by any other means, shall take such measures as he considers necessary to suppress in a state any insurrection, domestic violence, unlawful combination, or conspiracy, if it then one, so hinders the execution of the law of the state and of the United States within the state that any part or class of its people is deprived of a right, privilege, immunity, or protection named in the Constitution and secured by law, and the constituted authorities of the state are unable, fail, or refuse to protect that right, privilege, or immunity, or to give that protection, or two, oppose or obstruct the execution of the laws of the United States or impedes the course of justice under those laws. In any situation covered by Clause 1, the state shall be considered to have denied the equal protection of the law secured by the Constitution. Now, do you still dare ask why disappear? This law can be interpreted to take someone's rights and property for almost any reason. That's why many people believe disappearing is the only way to ensure the security of their belongings in case of a major disaster. All this aside, you may have other reasons for disappearing from the grid. You may be on the run from abusive people, from major debts, or other hang-ups. Whatever your reason for going off-grid forever, here's what you need to know. Okay, so side note, disappearing because you have major debts is a total cop-out. Just got to say that. All right, continuing on, how to disappear. What is holding you in place? Are you in love? Do you have family? Or is there something else that keeps you in place? If It all must go away forever. Do you have that great nephew or cousin you just love seeing? If so, don't plan on disappearing. If you want to do this properly, you must go and never come back. You must go and never contact anyone you know now. How about those people you don't want to know? Bill collectors, IRS agents, and other people you may owe money. This could be one of the reasons you're disappearing. They will be looking for you. The better move is to minimize the amount of effort and money being put towards finding you. Pay off as many debts as possible before scooting out, unless, of course, this is the reason you are running. 
Step one is to ditch the cell phone. You have a human tracking device on you, always. It's tailored to your likes and dislikes. It must go. Live in the world of prepaid going forward. This will serve one of the biggest lines hooked to you in today's world. Avoid elaborate scenarios for your disappearance. There will be some sort of search and rescue done by law enforcement. There are very real repercussions based on these resources being used searching for a person that isn't really missing. If you ever resurface, you could be held liable for those costs. Again, the less people after you, the better. Erasing any trace. Cameras will be your worst enemy this day and age. It would be smart to spend some time out of the public eye for as long as you can before moving away from your immediate area. If you can, spend time in a hotel or a cabin for a few weeks before making your move. The reason being, investigators will follow cameras to try and find you. In theory, they could watch your entire trip out of town if you do it all on the same night. Retailers, government buildings, and basically any structure has some sort of camera on it these days. By adding a nice gap between the disappearance and the movement, you will have more success. If cameras are your worst enemy, cash is your best friend. Cut your cards up today and stop using them. Anything you are going to buy for your disappearance needs to be bought using cash. When using plastic, you can be tracked at every purchase. You uh, take as much cash out of the bank as possible each day. Do not make one big withdrawal as it will set off alarms. Cash keeps you under the radar. In your new life, this will be critical. Tattoos are the catch-22. If you can remove them, do it. If you don't have tattoos, get some. Get a lot, especially if you were the type of person who never wanted tattoos. Play all of the cards you hated in the past. If you are truly passionate about the disappearance, you must become someone else, and it starts with your appearance. Do you hate how you look with a beard? Grow a beard. This is the type of thinking you must nurture within you. Loved football? Now you hate it. Forget about your favorite team and all those shirts and jerseys out there. The key to remember are as follows. You can never come back, use cash, change habits, change appearance, understand there will be consequences. Where to go? One of the most exciting parts about disappearing is that you will forge a new life in a new place. You should travel far from your home, but you should also get somewhere you have never been. We leave impressions everywhere we go. Do not think your visit has gone unnoticed by all. Leave no stone unturned. Staying with the same theme we mentioned earlier, where would you never want to live? You live there now. If you hate the cold, then move to North Dakota. Disappearing is not about creating comfort. It's about taking small steps and erasing each print behind you. Hi, my name is... Forging your new identity is another very important part of your disappearance. As funny as it may seem, your best disappearing act is in fact mostly about the, the reappearance of a believable persona elsewhere. When you disappear, you will resurface, resurface a new person and forget everything you were. Now, claiming to be something or someone will only take you so far. Eventually, you are going to need ID. At this point, your best option is to seek out an organization providing help to illegal aliens in America. Become an illegal alien. You will be amazed at how much help you will get and how quickly you will get an ID. Once you have a persona and a new ID, you can begin building your new life. Whether you decide to dig in and have relationships as your new person will depend on you, who you were, and how much that person is being searched for. Of course, it will, be better, it will better serve your story if you wind up settled and married. The more you build on your persona, the better. What you must remember is you can never go back. Don't visit, don't call. No matter what you left behind, it's gone. This will keep you up at night, but if you are truly committed to disappearing, this will be your best option. 
In my heart, I hope that this article has been for entertainment purposes only. I can only imagine the condition one must be in to decide to leave everything behind and disappear. Still, it's possible to do if you think it through and make the commitment. So, um, yeah, I like the fact that he said he, you know, at the end he talked about the, for the entertainment purposes. It's something maybe kind of to think about. And you know, if we really were in a complete grid down situation, you know, there are some uh, times where there might be some acting and some some changes of uh, who you are to to get by. Um, this reminds me of a video that was done. Um, it was it was a it's a nice episode. and It was something like a Discovery. Uh, Discovery Channel or you know National Geographic or something like that. I can't remember the guy. He's a he's a, like a security expert. He's an African American guy. It was uh, and I saw it on television, but then it was on YouTube. But YouTube kept taking it down for some reason. But there was uh, one guy who somehow he has a link that the search finds it for you and so i'm going to go try to find that because he he talked about going off grid and all the things that you have to do and and uh how you can never you know use social media again and all that kind of stuff and anyways I, it's it's just interesting to kind of know that kind of stuff and so again for entertainment purposes if that's something that you're interested in i'm going to try to find that video and link to it in the uh the episode in the show notes uh, because it it was done pretty well. I mean, you know, it was it was a good uh, show and something that's interesting. So anyway, all right, let's go ahead and go on to the next one. Uh, the next article is from Living Life in Rural dot com, and um, this is this is important. This is an important article just because when I look at demographics for the preparedness community, and I've done a little bit of that, and I've and I've done some polls and looked at demographics for people that are coming to prepper website they're on the on the older end right so i mean we're talking like 40s to to 60s and and really the the 50s to 65 range age range you know is it's pretty big out there so there's a lot of people out there who are older older preppers who are you know going to start to encounter uh, some health issues start to encounter um, some medical issues and so as you're you're thinking about preparedness and if you're younger or you are older um, these might be some supplies that you might want to consider but I think in just if there's any websites out there that are listening any any uh, anybody that's running uh, preparedness sites I think that's popular if 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 you know, one of the things that I know that when I when I link to an article that has to deal with um, elderly or preparing for for older preppers, um, it is a popular a popular uh, article, and so people do want it, want some information. And so what I would say is that if there's older preppers that are listening to this podcast, you know, maybe share some of the things that you are encountering, some of the things that you are thinking about, and that you are experiencing right now. Even if you come to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com and leave it in the show notes or in the comment section or just email me and let me know. And so maybe I can help other people write articles or I can even write some myself just to kind of get information out there. Because I think uh, as the population gets older and older, um, 
you know, we have the 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 baby the baby boom generation or, or getting older. They're looking into preparedness, and a lot of the times they're thinking a little bit more rationally, and they're realizing that hey, this is important, and this is something that we we need to do. I mean, they they're remembering the stories from their parents uh, from the Great Depression, and they're looking at our situation in our world and seeing that hey, you know what, uh, you know, we're kind of headed that way. So definitely something that um, if you're if you're a webmaster out there or you're a blogger and you're writing, um, it, it's a topic that is popular. All right. So this uh, again, living uh, living life in rural Iowa. I can't say rural uh, ruralIowa.com. Twelve must-have items for prepping for the elderly. One of the areas of prepping that does not always cross one's mind is preparing for the elderly. We all have older people in our lives who will need us in a situation or a crisis. Most of us are planning on our parents or grandparents joining us if they need if they need a place to stay. We may have the elderly neighbor who may need our help. We may have an aunt or uncle who need us. The elderly have things they need that we may not think of. We may not want to think of us ever needing them, but the truth is we probably will. Having these things on hand will make life much more comfortable for the elderly as well as making them a more functional part of the household. In an SHTF situation, every capable person will be needed in any way they can contribute. Keeping keeping these items on hand will make the situation better for them and for you. Twelve must-have items for prepping for the elderly. Number one, eyeglasses. Many will have their own, but sometimes people do not need glasses until much older. Some older people will only need magnifying reading glasses or cheaters to see for reading. I would keep a few of these on hand in varying strengths. Uh... 1.25, 1.50, 2.0. I would also keep an eyeglass repair kit on hand for maintaining the glasses. Um, Just FYI, I think that uh, the the 1.25, that's that's right above the the lowest magnification. So you might want to think about even having some that are a little bit more powerful than that. Number two, canes and walkers. The elderly people staying with you may need help getting around. Canes and walkers help provide stability when an elderly person is not walking as steady as they used to. They also help to regain mobility after a fall or an injury. Number three, incontinence pads and underwear. Elderly people have a harder time with their bodily functions sometimes. The bathroom might be too far away. Their muscle control may not be what it used to be. These are handy to have on hand just in case. Number four, denture cleaner and sensitive teeth toothpaste. A lot of elderly people have dentures or teeth that are worn down. Keeping some denture cleaner on hand will keep the dentures in better condition. I would also recommend getting a denture repair kit to have one on hand too. For those that have teeth are a bit sensitive, keeping some sensitive teeth toothpaste will help with that problem. Number five, easy to dress clothing. I think this is a great idea right here. Hands and fingers may not work as well as we would like them to when we get older. Elastic waist pants, t-shirts, and shirts with snaps are easier to put on and will help them keep their dignity. You may want to have Velcro shoes. You may also want to get some dressing aids that will help them dress themselves. And just thinking back about my, you know, to my grandparents, and you know, they were in the 90s and their 80s when they passed away, and and you know, my grandfather had that favorite shirt that he wore, and it was a button-down shirt. But you know, they have their favorite shirts, uh, and having something that is comfortable for them and easy to put on, I think that's uh, that's something that maybe not everybody thinks about. Warm clothing. One of the things that happens to the body as we get older is that we lose our ability to keep warm. 
Older people get cold quickly and need layers to stay warm. Warm cardigans, sweaters, sweatshirts, and heavy socks will help to maintain body temperature. Number seven, compression stockings. These will help with muscle fatigue in the legs, keep the varicose veins and leg ulcers from forming, improve blood flow, and help with swelling in the legs. During a crisis, the elderly may need to be on their feet more, and compression stockings will help with their comfort. Um, again, I'm not a medical doctor. I just I think you have to be com- careful with the compression stockings. Uh, maybe somebody who is uh, involved with medicine or medical preparedness can kind of help out. I don't know if you can wear compression stockings all the time. Um, I might be wrong on that, but uh, if someone can clear that up, that'd be great. Number eight, safety items. When hosting an elderly person, you need to realize they do not get around as well as you do. Showers and bathtubs need railings to hold on to. The stairs will also need railings, even just two or three steps. You will need lights or the ability to light an area in hard-to-see spots. You are trying to minimize accidents that could seriously impact your home in times of crisis. An elderly person falling will add more work to what can be an overburdened workload. And so... um, like that idea, but then also I'm just I know I'm adding a lot to this to this article because I'm just thinking thinking about my grandparents and thinking about you know older people that are out there. Uh, when we think about like being off grid, and you're thinking about like maybe taking like a sponge bath or you know one of those uh, quick bath because you don't have running water, you know, that's going to be something very very you know uh, important for an elderly person to be thinking about. And, uh, you know, having you know, some people can deal with the cold water and I've known I've taken really cold showers before when I've had to, but you might need to warm up water for them and then they might not be able to, to take care of everything with just uh, a little sponge bath like that. Uh, number nine, food. Of course, the elderly need food. However, their food need change, needs change as they get older. While they may enjoy the same foods as everyone else, they may also have special diets. They, they may need to follow a diabetic diet or a gluten-free diet. They may need softer foods that they can chew easier. They may need easy-to-digest foods if their digestive system has issues. Number 10, medications. You will need to have over-the-counter medications for them. Some medications are geared towards older people, and you should pay attention to that. I would also keep vitamins and supplements for them also because their bodies need more immunity and functional support. As for prescription medications, I would encourage them to get the longest supply they, they can get. For example, if they can get a 90-day supply, I would do it. Hopefully, you can find a way to stockpile their prescription medications without problems. I do not encourage withholding medications from them to start a new stockpile. Number 11, hearing aids and or batteries. Many older people will need hearing aids or will have hearing aids. You can purchase hearing aids used, but some hearing aids are geared towards a specific problem. You also need to keep several hearing aid batteries on hand. Batteries will last for only 3 to 14 days on average, and depending on use, I would also keep a kit on hand to keep the hearing aids clean and in good condition. Number 12. Items that are easy to use and will make it life easier. Large barrel flashlights, large barrel pens, and other items are so much easier to use for arthritic hands. A magnifying glass will make books and papers easier to read. Item grabbers will be great to get items that are too high and it will keep them off of a chair or a ladder. What would you add to the list? What things do you think would need if you're an older person? Thanks, Erica. And uh, so, you know, there are some comments there. Um, definitely people are sharing it out. 
Uh, and again, because I, I think it's an important topic and um, the need or the desire to have information out there for the elderly, especially preparing for the elderly and not necessarily just items, but you know, how does someone who is elderly prep? Um, how do they prep when they are uh, alone? How do they prep when their family doesn't believe in it, but they believe in it, but they're still elderly and, and can't get around as well. You know, all those kinds of things are, you know, things to think about. All right. So a uh, good article and a uh, good topic. Uh, moving right along, we're going to readynutrition.com. And this article is entitled Five Sustainable Ways to Repurpose Newspapers. And uh, so let's go ahead and read this one. <clears throat> Some of you are looking to make more sustainable choices for your home. No doubt many of you have read articles on how the trash in our homes can serve other purposes. Learning how to get creative and make do with what you have around you is the core of being self-reliant and what many of us are trying to achieve. Small changes make big impacts. One way we can all minimize the amount of trash that comes into our home is simply to reuse it. Newspapers seem to accumulate the most in homes and knowing it as many uses, knowing its many uses can serve you in a more sustainable manner. Here are great, here, I'm sorry, here, here are, oh, I'm, there's just a, I guess the extra word in there. Here are interesting ways you can utilize all the old newspapers lying around. Number one, fuel. Let's forget about the news portion, shall we, and concentrate on some uses for that old Sunday paper. Firstly, there's fuel, and as we've been doing a lot of articles on wood stoves and winter preps, what could be more in line? Fire starting material for your winter fire is one thing. Another is, during the summertime, making bricks out of torn, soaked newspaper that are placed into a press and then compacted. The single paper log maker is a great investment for, the making, for making paper logs. It's a very simple design. I have one myself. You shred your newspaper, wet it, a plastic bin is best for this, and then form it into bricks by pressing it with the bars of the press you see above. The water squirts out all over the place. Do it in your backyard. There's no room in the bathtub. And you come out with a brick that you can allow to dry by setting in the sun. It takes several days to dry, and making these bricks is one heck of a workout. You may be able to make about a dozen of them in a couple of hours. They are compacted and the burn times vary, although they'll go for at least 45 minutes to an hour. Newspapers can also be cut into 3-inch strips, rolled up tightly, and soaked in paraffin for fire starting material. These guys can be kept in small cans akin to tuna fish cans. After they're rolled, the tuna fish cans give you about a 2-inch roll. Then, then place a wick in them, a real wick, and use them for a candle. Number two, insulation material. Remember that article I wrote about the importance of having a thermos in the wintertime and in the extreme cold weather? Well, guess what? You can take those cooler and cardboard boxes and further insulate that thermos by one, rolling the thermos up in several layers of newspaper, and two, balling or crunching up a whole bunch of the newspaper and then nesting your thermos in the middle of your box to provide further insulation and some loft in between the walls of the container and your thermos. Number three, make your own paper. If you're interested in making paper, now is your time to start recycling the newspaper. There are plenty of books and videos that show how to do it. In addition, you can take natural materials such as leaves, grass, dried plant stalks, etc., mas macerate or chop them, and then add to the shredded 
up newspaper. Be careful in this case to use the black and white and not the colored newspaper as the colors will leach and make it more difficult for you to blend. A good supply of newspaper can be stacked and stored within bins. Ensure there are no dripping flammable liquids around or anything that can potentially ignite them and store them in a cool dry place. Store them as they come flat and compressed as they are when they're brand new. Number four, emergency insulation. Newspapers can be used for extra insulation when it is needed and your vehicle should have a small box bin with a short stack. You never know when you'll have to have a fire such as there's an accident or a breakdown that leaves you stranded in the middle of nowhere. Number five, transport meat and fish. You can also use it as a field expedient way to wrap up fish or meat. If you need to transport them, as I mentioned, it is not the preferred method, but it is a method. During the winter, it can keep a layer of insulation between the cold and the meat and keep the exterior from freezing. In the summer, it will keep flies and other pests from laying eggs in the meat. So there are a few of, so the, these are a few of, for starters. What uses have you found for newspaper? Any ideas? recipes or useful projects we would love to hear about so drop us your comments and let us know what things you guys and gals do with yours oh and i almost forgot what could be more quaint than taking a really expensive or high quality gift and wrapping it up in newspaper a big surprise there that will surely earn a laugh keep in keep in that good fight um so i would uh i'm if, if we're in, you know, the times that we're in now and the newspapers are flowing, you know, great. Definitely you have that opportunity to make bricks and, and all these other things that you have here. Um, if I was in a grid down situation and I had a lot of newspaper, I would be saving all of that and using it for toilet paper. And so what you would do on that is you would tear off a piece that, you know, that you would want to use and you would ball it up and roll it up and try to make it softer than it is and then and then use that so anyway that's that's another use so six sustainable ways uh to repurpose newspaper uh definitely using it that way um let me see there's a couple of comments there and hopefully by the time you get there there will be uh, more comments um but you know good articles there and definitely definitely we can uh, continue to you know reuse and reduce um you know our waste there's no way, no reason why we should be throwing away newspapers that's that's kind of crazy so there are some definite definite uses out there all right guys that's it for this episode um before i go again like I, like i asked i'm asking if you can go out there to uh if you take a minute if you're finding value in the the podcast if you can take a minute and just kind of go to whatever podcast network you're using a lot of you are using itunes and then uh, Android is right behind it, but I know people are using Stitcher and even TuneIn. And so, if you can, if you can go and uh, do a quick review, man, that would be greatly appreciated. But then also, if you can just let the, you know, let people know, get the word out there. Um, we've made it very easy to share out episode, uh, ep- podcast episodes from the website uh, and all the social medias out there. And then. Uh, you know, word of mouth is, is that's definitely a benefit to us there. And then uh, I'd love to hear from you. So hit me up on, on the social media uh, accounts out there. I am on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And wouldn't you know it, I'm just recently getting into Pinterest. A little late, but I'm getting into Pinterest. And so I haven't really started, but I did make my account. So if you go to Pinterest and you look up Prepper website, you're going to find my Pinterest account. 
So anyway, we'll be back again tomorrow with more great articles to share on uh, this Audible format. Uh, don't forget there's also a, a bunch of other great preparedness articles on PrepperWebsite.com. All right, so uh, guys, again, appreciate all the love, all the subscribers. I, I really do. Um, it, it's, it means a lot to me. So thanks so much. So until next time, stay prepped and aware. Peace.